Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Thanks for joining us today on the Locked On Jets podcast. It is Monday, October 23rd, 2017, and I am John B. from gangreennation.com. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to it. You can do so using many different methods, including iTunes, Audioboom, and Spotify. And please give the show a good rating. Certainly appreciate it, and it helps us out. And if you give the show a rating in iTunes, make sure you leave your Twitter handle, to be entered into a contest to win a pro football focused subscription. Difficult day for the Jets on Sunday. They lose to the Miami Dolphins 31 to 28. They blow a 14 point fourth quarter lead and the Jets now are a team that's in a little bit of trouble at, at 3 and 4 and it's amazing how quickly things can change in the NFL. But that's the way it is. I mean, what, it could be a situation where you're three and three, and before you know it, boom, you're three and seven. And the Jets have now lost two games in a row, and this is r- real danger time for this team right now. And again, how quickly things can change. Last week, we're talking Todd Bowles, maybe a coach of the year candidate. Well, that's not a coach. That's really not coach of the year stuff you see with the team blowing a 14-point lead, committing a lot of silly penalties, losing its composure at various points. And we're going to talk about what happened. This is just the type of game bad teams find a way to lose. And over the last month or so, we've seen the Jets win games, good the type of games good teams find a way to win. This was the type of game a bad team finds a way to lose and the really amazing thing is there really are not many players you can point to where you can say that guy really played a lousy game now there are a few and those guys helped this result along and I think number one obviously Buster Screen who had about as dreadful of a day as a corner can have in this league when pro football focus charted this game they said that Screen allowed seven catches for 119 yards, three touchdowns, and a perfect passer rating, 158.3, on targets in his direction and coverage. This was, as again, this is as bad of a performance as you're ever going to see in the NFL at the cornerback position. The Dolphins knew who they wanted to go after, and they went after him time after time after time. And it's just one of those games where I don't even think you can evaluate the other corners on this team because the Dolphins were having so much success going after screen that it really did not matter what the other corners did. The Dolphins were just going to keep going after Buster screen. It was really just ugly stuff. And this is the highest paid corner on the team. I mean, I know people said during the game he should be benched. And his play was bad enough to be benched, but the issue is that 
you can bench a pl- benching player benching a player is the easy part the issue is that you have to replace him with somebody and who would he be replaced with my guess would be Justin Burris who last time we saw him was playing so poorly that he got ben- that he had to be benched so there really were no good options to to come bring in and what this comes back to is again screens the highest paid corner on this team he's got to play better that's just the way it is and people like to get on Todd Bowles because Bowles didn't bench him okay fair enough if you wanted him benched I think his play was bad enough that he was benchable but let's just not forget that Bowles is not the only culprit here first of all Screen's got to play better but second of all Screen has the second highest cap number on this team Bowles didn't give him that contract the general manager gave him that contract and I think sometimes the general manager escapes scrutiny for his mistakes and I'm not trying to bash Mike McCagnan here because I think there are some certain moves McCagnan made over the offseason that worked out quite well that hasn't all been bad but if you're going to get it on Bowles just remember that Screen has the second highest cap number on the team that's the fiscal management the Jets have shown you and I think it's pretty clear he doesn't deserve that and it's unfortunate for Screen because he had come off two really strong games played excellent game in Cleveland two weeks ago played pretty well last week against the Patriots and he fell back to earth in a big way in this game and he reminded you that this is not really top flight corner this is not the type of corner who should be part of the Jets' plan going forward in the future. In terms of other guys who had issues, Darren Lee, up and down game, I thought. Pro Football Focus graded him very highly, and I'll tell you, I'm not a big Pro Football Focus grades kind of guy. I thought Lee had his moments against the run. I thought there were some instances where he played very well, but, I mean, he took two silly penalties that wiped out excellent plays. When he hit Jay Cutler in the head, when face mask penalty that wiped off a a nice play and I also thought that during this Dolphins comeback if the pass was not completed on screen it was probably completed on Darren Lee Lee probably was the culprit on a big pass if screen was not the culprit and that brings us to the pivotal play of the game which was at 28-28 time waning in the fourth quarter Josh McCown just throws a brutal interception that sets up the game-winning field goal for Miami, and it's as bad of an interception as you'll see at any point in the game, but particularly in a game-deciding situation. And I was trying to think about worst interceptions I've ever seen at that point, whether it be late fourth quarter, overtime, game on the line, tie game, and I could really only come up with two that I would ever compare it to. And the first one was the one Tony Romo threw six years ago against the Jets on opening night in a tie game that was picked off by Darrell Rivas. And the only other one I could come up with was the one way back when, I don't know if you remember, Favre in Philadelphia in the playoff game in overtime when he just kind of threw one up. I mean, it was, that, it was on that level. It was a brutal interception, just a terrible interception. Ghastly, ghastly interception. I, I don't know what McCown was thinking. He tried to force a ball into coverage when he had open check down. He looked like he may have had other open guys. I, I'm really interested to see what the All-22 film has to say on that. And, it, again, that's too bad because McCown played a really solid game. I, I, I don't think you can blame this loss on McCown specifically because McCown did account for four touchdowns in this game. Three touchdown passes, one touchdown run. If you told me going in that McCown, or, I mean, heck, you tell me any quarterback's going to have four touchdowns, one turnover, 
I'm going to take that any day of the week. They put up 28 points. They set their season high in scoring. This was actually a pretty good offensive game. So I don't think you can put this on the count. Now, this is what I will say is I know people are putting this on McCown, and I understand why, but this should not be a surprise because McCown's been making throws like that all year, and people have just ignored it because it hasn't hurt the team. But when you show a habit of doing things, you're going to keep doing it. You know, When you keep hitting defenders in the hands in critical spots, you're going you're gonna to probably continue to do it. And if you continue to do that, eventually it's going to come back to bite your team. People have been letting McCown off the hook for really dumb decisions, really lack of understanding score and time, because it hasn't killed the team yet. Well, those are bad attributes, and eventually they're going to kill the team. So nobody should really be surprised by what you saw from McCown in this game, because it's what he's been doing all season. And I just go back to this. It's something I've been saying all year long. If I'm paying a 38-year-old quarterback, I want him to understand the game situation. And McCown has shown no one no understanding of game situation. I want him to be smart. I don't want him to kill the team with dumb mistakes, with silly rookie mistakes. And right now you have a 38-year-old who's making a lot of rookie mistakes. And the Jets had been living on borrowed time when when it came to paying for those mistakes. Because if McCown kept making those mistakes, eventually they were going to come back to bite the team. He was constantly making these... He tried to give the Jacksonville game away. He tried to give the Cleveland game away. And I think people have been mistaking the Jets winning for the quarterback playing well. They've been they've been using the team success as a barometer to say how well McCown is playing. McCown was not playing well. McCown was making a lot of these same silly mistakes in those games that the Jets were winning. They were just finding ways to win. The team was finding ways to win. The luck ran out on Sunday and it should be no surprise. And again, you know, if you want to get on Todd Bowles, that's fair. But you also have to get on the general manager who paid this guy triple what anybody else was willing to offer. See, that's the thing. is, You want to get on the head coach, you can get on the head coach. But at the end of the day, the general manager also bears some responsibility. These guys are tied at the hip. If the team is doing well, you can praise both. If the team is not doing well, then both probably are going to deserve some criticism. And... If you want to get on Todd Bowles for playing for the win, I can't agree with that. I think playing for the win was absolutely the right decision. The Jets' defense really was not getting, was not doing a whole lot for you at that point of the game. The Dolphins were having a lot of success moving the ball. And in fact, the, the only reason the Jets had the ball was Demario Davis had a big sack because the Dolphins looked like they were going right down the field to score in that game. And, and win that game. Then Demario Davis has a big sack, and the Miami drive, drive stalls as a result. Jets had three timeouts. They have to try and get into field goal range for a potential winning kick. That game goes to overtime, and that, I'm not sure that defense can make another stop. And what it comes down to is if you cannot trust a 38-year-old quarterback to play it smart in that situation, what's the point of even having him? What's the point of even having him? Because that's the whole point you have a 38-year-old quarterback. He's supposed to be able to manage the game, to understand what the situation is. And if he can't do that, and, it, and when you get that ball back, the absolute worst-case scenario, the absolute worst thing that should happen is your team should go to overtime. And if you can't have a quarterback who can make that happen, then, I mean, I don't know what you're doing here. And that's, the, again, I thought this was a good, actually a pretty good game by McCown, but this just underscores why I don't, 
see what he brings to the table. I really don't. And this game just shows you why, because he's not managing the game effectively. He's not hes not a guy who manages the game smartly. And this wasn't the first time. He's been doing it all year. But let's not act like this is the first time. This is the first time it came back to bite the Jets, but it's not the first time he's done it all year. And I can't even say it's the first time he came back to bite the Jets, because he made kill, killer mistakes last week against New England that he was let off. I, I don't understand why people have been so high on the count so far. It was not all bad for the Jets. There were some good performances. Jamal Adams had a nice bounce-back performance. I thought Marcus May, again, continues to have a really solid rookie year, always in the right place. It's one of the things I noticed during this game. Marcus May is always in the right place. It's very impressive for a rookie. The big bounce-back performance, I think, though, was Muhammad Wilkerson, who you know he had himself a day. And if the Jets had won this game, I think Wilkerson's play would have been the story. It would have, probably would have been the big story of this game. Wilkerson, interception three pressures, constantly, you know, constantly a disruptive force in the middle of the line. Actually ran a guy, really nice hustle play in the first half, running it, running down a ball carrier. Really, like, pretty much everything you have not seen these last two years. And, you know, Chris Spielman calling the game on Fox. I mean, Chris, can you lose the sanctimony a little bit here? You know, Wilkerson playing one game does not mean he's been playing well the last year and a half. He's been playing very poorly the last year and a half. And Chris Spielman, like every time Wilkerson makes a play, acts like the criticisms that proves the criticism has been so unjust. People are criticizing him for what's happened in the past, not in this game. So maybe a a little less sanctimony from Chris Spielman next time. Uh, But excellent game by Wilkerson. I mean, I, I don't know that I can say that this is going to lead him to turning the corner. I think I need to see a lot more from that. We've seen pretty much a year and a half of disappointment from Wilkerson, but at least you saw something good, and at least maybe you can have start to have a little hope, although he's got to show a lot more than this because we've got a lot of disappointment on the film. So plenty to turn around. And one final thought is this is the year 2017, and that field, the Dolphins, the Dolphins in the NFL should be embarrassed by that field. And I'm not, the reason I'm saving this to the end is because I, I don't, blame the loss on this I, I can't blame the loss on this because it was that way the field was bad for both teams so it's not like I don't think either team really had an advantage or a disadvantage in this game but geez it's 2017 how can the NFL and the Dolphins allow a field like that for an NFL game I I just don't understand and, you know people are People are saying, well, that's the way it was in the past. Well, there are lots of things the way they were in the past. It's 2017. They, they, they league ought to be able to figure this out. So the Jets lose. Uh, the Jets are now 3-4, and four, and they have a game against Atlanta coming up, which you know, Atlanta's, Atlanta doesn't look like they're as good this year as they were last year, but this is not going to be an easy game for the Jets. And But it's going to be an important game because, again, in this league, you're 3-3 three and three one minute, and just like that, you can be 3-7, and 3-8. and eight. Things can spiral out of control quickly in this league. Things change quickly in this league. So this is going to be an important game because, as I said at the top of the show, this is a game. The Jets have shown you in the last month or so they have the ability to win the types of games good teams win. Well, yesterday they showed you they have the ability to lose the type of games bad teams lose, and this was a, this was a bad loss for the Jets. There's really no way around it. And as much as anything, what bothers me about it is just the lack of discipline in certain spots. And this is the type of thing that really can put a coach's job in jeopardy, whether it's Wesley Johnson killing a drive with two penalties, and one of which was just, I mean, I don't know what's going through his mind when he 
he takes a 15-yard penalty. The, the plays, you know, I remember last week I complained about the Jordan Jenkins call when Jordan Jenkins touched a guy down. He kind of hit him a little hard and was flagged for a 15-yard penalty, and I thought that, that was a weak call. This case, Wesley Johnson, the play is clearly dead. Wesley Johnson runs in, nails Kiko Alonso for no reason, right in front of the officials and gets the fly. I mean, I don't know what he's thinking. And then Robbie Anderson throwing his helmet before the game's over, taking another. I understand that Jets probably were not scoring at that point, but that's just a ridiculous penalty to take. Team cannot lose its composure like that. And that that is something I think you can get on the coaching for. It's the kind of thing that has to be cleaned up. And at this point, the Jets are in... Well, the Jets are in a, a tough situation here. The Jets are in, I, I don't know if, I think crisis actually would be a decent, would, would be a fair term. I don't want to be alarmist, but I do think this is kind of a crisis point for this team. Now, the one thing that makes you feel good is that this team has risen to the occasion before this year. 0-2, it looked like the team was finished. They rallied, they didn't quit. They won a couple, they won three games. Even last week, I'll tell you, this team came off a pretty crushing loss last week where they were handed some adversity they they were the, the officials blew a big call on this team and they kept fighting till the end they did not allow, allow the patriots to go right down the field after the call they kept they kept it a game till the very end and then today coming off that loss I'm sorry yesterday coming off that loss coming off that crushing loss to New England they go out and play well they don't give up so i mean i think that you've seen signs that this team has some character and they're going to keep fighting and they're going to need to show that because this is a tough spot that they're in and this season is on the brink of spiraling out of control potentially if they don't get a handle on it if they don't get a win next week against Atlanta that's all I have for you today thanks for tuning in this has been the Locked On Jets podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network you can subscribe iTunes Audio Boom at Spotify please give the show a good review I hope you have a great Monday. We'll be back again on Tuesday. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.